Want to just dip in three, two, one? Nice. <laughs> Every time Marcy like looks at me like she doesn't know what's happening. Marcy, <laughs> learn what a countdown is. Um, I'm drinking a Molson Canadian. So quaint. Oh wait. Audio went away for a second. My audio. You know what's that? Yeah, it's it's my end. You know what it says on the Molson Canadian can? No. The best Canada has to offer. I prefer Moosehead. Canadian water, prairie barley, no preservatives. Can you can you claim water has a nationality? Well, I mean, there's international water, so if they have to specify where international water is, I guess water that is native in that country can be established. But it's only native when it falls there and it becomes, like, there. Right, but I mean, also, if you have a river that feeds to an ocean, say, or wherever then obviously the water that doesn't get bottled it then becomes international water but the water that they're capturing from the aquifers and whatnot and it's captured in canada then it becomes canadian water right what about yeah i mean yeah but like what about the three phases shit like what about that water getting up into a cloud from the pacific ocean in international water and maybe even Let's even say it came from U.S. water. Let's say it came from Hawaii or Russian water or something like that or Mexican water like El Nino. I think, and, I think it, it, it's similar to possession is nine-tenths of the law of physics. <laughs> of the law of physics. Yep. Oh, did you not know that possession is nine-tenths of the law of physics? Physics. <laughs> <laughs> So we have other things to catch up on? I guess. Are, why aren't you living here already? Because I, I think about this every day, how I would love to come home to a, to a home of just you and Kim. Because it means that things... <laughs> so weird! It means that things would get done. It oh. means that, like... It means that I'd come home and I'd be like, oh, I gotta do this. And you'd be like... I was bored for four hours, and I did that and made it ten times better. I'm just your stay-at-home friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, whenever... I feel like it's always super beneficial to me whenever you're here. Well, yeah, shit usually gets done when you're away because I'm a guest, so I feel obligated to do it. If I'm living there, then it'll probably just turn into a roommate situation. (laughs) (laughs) You won't do anything. Dishes will be stacked up in the sink and you'll be mad when you get home. <laughs> I um I I don't know what to do with the house situation cuz we're not like trying really hard to like get a house and look at a house, but we're like actively looking at houses every single day. Right. And it's like the more you the more you learn about the market, the less it makes sense because like there are houses that are just crazy good deals. There was a house 
that would have made my commute an hour. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking worth it. And I was ready to like say, all right, I don't need land. I'm good sacrificing land. I'm good sacrificing like a big space where I would have like a huge garage or something like that, which I don't, I don't need. Right. But I have a lot of cars, so it makes sense that I should have a working space for my cars. Um, or even my garbage, like all the extra shit that I fucking have like this Volkswagen bus back seat that Kim refuses to keep on the porch, but I put it there anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much stuff like that that should just be, uh, like, a given. Like, I should be able to think of my dream house, and it should just be within my budget and, like, around it seems like it would be the easiest thing to just take a year off of work and build a house. Well, how are you paying for that house then if you're just just with loans? And how are you getting a loan if you're not working? Or do you get the loan and then you quit your job? Yeah, you you get your you get the loan and you take sabbatical. But it's like do you have sabbatical at your uh your your car parts job? No. Why would I have car parts sabbatical? I don't know. You said it. I know. I'm just... Uh, no. The answer's no. I wish. Write a manifesto about car parts buying. Um, have to go to, like, Japan or something to study. Um, assembly lines. But... It just seems like everything's too expensive. Like... Everything 100 is too expensive. I know, but it's like it's like I want to dig a well and a dug well is going to cost you like 10 grand to go x deep and 20 grand to go x times 2 deep. And it's like why does it cost twice as much to go just an extra 200 300 feet or something? What the fuck is that? Like it's a different bit. You got to get a different drill bit. It's bullshit. It's what you do. It's a single purpose thing. I don't think it should cost you that much money. Either that or I'm going to start getting this fucking... I'm going to get one of those huge torpedo drills and just start doing that as a job. How much do... And then you need need to be, like, certified or something somehow, right? You you have to be... You need to get permits and shit before you start digging wells, right? Even in Vermont? I'll apprentice for a year. I mean, who knows, dude? Probably. Everything is a permit everywhere for everything. Like, imagine just living in the old times, like, where you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to. You're like, oh, I just, I built that house. Mm-hmm. I killed I... all those Indians, and then I built the house there. Oh, God. Oh, damn, they did that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh... Here's something. Alright. <sighs> so, you look at what humans have done recently and all the shit people get up in arms about. Yeah. And you look at the shit that was done a hundred years ago and you look at the shit that was done a thousand years ago and shit. Right. Is it just cause humans have done some vile fucking shit with some very loose like uh justification 
Yeah, we are not great people just naturally. Right. Is it now that we're just becoming so ultra-humanized or, like, self-aware or that that we have the ability to be self-aware that we're becoming very self-conscious and, and, and like, like, I mean, you look in nature and you watch, like, a nature documentary and you see the way animals, like, treat each other, how they mate, how they kill, how they eat and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's brutal and it's instinctual and it's, it's like, it's just the way shit works. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching planet earth two and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, this, this type of bird basically, you know, rapes its mate. And like, it's, it's like insane and brutal and shit. And then it's a kind of a two things that I'm thinking. So like, how far removed are we from like caveman culture and prime like early man culture? This is a big scope, and I don't, I don't want to misspeak. It's like I know what you're saying. It's like so, like w- from our vantage point, we see something happening now and call call it like inhumane or 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 violent or something like that. But 100 years ago, 150 years ago, it was commonplace. It's the most human. Yeah. So, so you're. So, are, we, is, we is, use... it, is it just because we've become, like, started dictating these standards and now we're falling below those standards when we see it? Or is it, is it a greater thing where it's like, oh, white Western Europeans are above this shit so that when they see it happening in, in third world or developing nations and stuff, they're easily able to just fall back and call them savages to a certain extent. Right. And then, and then even like just like just around a hundred years ago, we built this nation on genocide and then like owning slaves. And like, that's insane to think about as well. And like people, like they justified it for the longest time because they were able to then build a country with that free labor force. Right. 240 years ago. 240. Well, slavery was up until 1865, oh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Slavery was a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Oh, I and see. So, yeah. I see what you're saying. I. It's so, like, okay. Like, 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 it's crazy to think that, yeah, at this point, people owned other people. Like, and I know we've learned it since grade school and stuff, but, like, when you actually sit and reflect on not just the institution of it, but, like, just that was the way, that was the norm. That was yeah. just how shit was. Yep. And, and like, people were able to turn a blind eye and, and turn themselves off on that, on that, like, put blinders on to that regard by just thinking they were superior in rate. Like, it's insane. But that's, this gets back to like, oh my God, damn, this, this is, how do I tackle this? This is much bigger than sandwich talk. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about many things all at once, which are, okay. You're talking about (sighs) humanism, I guess, like, like what, what is the definition, definition of what it is to be humane 
Okay, there's 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 that to tackle. Right. There is the 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 tackling of instinct versus what's what's natural um in in a in a in a world where um humans mankind homo sapien is roaming the earth as you know as packs and needing to um act a certain way for survival versus the insane juxtaposition between the you know that and gaining normal intelligence farming schooling societal norms and how that has progressed us as a culture while still us remaining the same beings really at heart however i have a theory about this anyway um in terms of evolution and stuff like that and 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 you know there are clearly certain men and women in the world who are more to one side than the other in terms of how they feel instinctually you know um so there's all of that consider also the fact that we have all of these maybe not whistleblowers these days but more people cracking down on injustice or um, things that we feel are unjust due to the fact that there are more eyes. You know, everyone has a voice these days, right? You know, you have you have a voice. You have Twitter. You have stupid podcasts that people listen to. You have, you know, people, we give ourselves voices so that we can call out all of the horrendous acts that are in the world. And yet, and I think we've covered on this part before, or I have at least just very, very briefly in passing, but like we're still not talking about all of the human trafficking that goes on and, and all of this other stuff that is still really, really relevant to when to tw- have you talked about that on this podcast? Maybe I haven't, but I thought I talked about it in passing in it terms just of got really NPR on this thing really quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing is like, you know, even if you don't think about NPR, I mean, I have, um, I have talked about this before because I talked about, um, Kim has two friends, um, who are close friends who have spent maybe not a lot of their careers, but definitely some of their um, education and part of their, uh, you know, dedicated part of their jobs and part of their, you know, um, their studies to, you know, issues such as human trafficking and stuff like that. I definitely have brought that up before, but like, that's something that still exists today. So, Yes, I'd say in a sense that, sure, you can look at it as, like, um, the white Europeans, the Western world, you know, doing all of this, um, you know, shaking a finger and saying, well, this is how we just do it now, versus instinct and all of that. But nature, I guess that's that's the, that's the whole huge part of it, right, is... is we've created a world where the natural course of evolution includes politics 
And that is a very made up thing. You know, uh, we have to make up a structure because we can't govern ourselves. You know, we are not we are not naturally okay with just being ungoverned. You know, you, you have North Korea, you have, you know, um, you have pirates in the modern age. You have all of these things that, you know, are... Um, well, I mean, it, all right, so just follow me on this little journey of an allegory here. Sure. That I'm just coming up with on the fly right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Before McDonald's, Mm-hmm. food dis- distribution and farms were much more localized. They would just serve a certain area and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then when the factory system came into effect and McDonald's required a much larger uh, uh, inventory of or source of, of meat and, and products and everything, they basically completely rejiggered the, the, the food and agriculture industry to bend to their will. So now that all you know, your Tysons and your, your Purdue's and whatnot are all getting their meat from the same factory system because that's how those factory systems can afford to actually make a profit. So they've become on a much larger scale. It's become bigger and yet so much has been lost from how things were done before or how things are done. in I'm assuming like uh, more like European market communities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it got bigger to serve a greater group so maybe like i mean like yeah it's going to be impossible to govern ourselves across the borders that we have right now but if we were to get more local i think you could easily govern your your uh, like a tribal system and things like that mm-hmm. so on a on like a micro level i think it's manageable but then I guess there's, you know, a thousand more tribes that we're, we're dealing with, so there'd be more war. And then one of those tribes is inevitably going to try to get over on the other tribes and become the ruling class. So there's always been war. You know, yeah, since, since we've been since we've settled, there there's always been war because once you. You know, it's never enough. That, that there's a there's a uh, kind of an insatiable desire to always have more, you know that that for a lot of and this gets into that other thing that I was saying is like not all humans are like this. Okay, there are some people who are perfectly reasonable, perfectly normal, and can maintain whatever their status quo is and feel fulfilled. Then. There are the assholes of the world. And I kind of include myself, I think, in that in that bunch. I as much as I can self-reflect and say, man, I wish I wasn't like that, I'm always looking for the next thing. I am always seeking out the next project. And that's you know, that's why you focus on weird shit like me focusing on cars and music and the stuff that I do. That's why people have hobbies. It's because you want to, you know, expel all your energy and focus into a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
that's natural, I'd say. And, you know, for Hadrian, it was, you know, building a fucking wall across England. You know, it's like you want to conquer land because you just want more because you can. And if no one is checking you, right, right, you are going to you are going to try and push the envelope as far as you can. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, if you give a Hitler a Rhineland, he's going to want a Poland. It's like, fuck you. I'm just saying <laughs> like, that's the, well, whatever it is, whatever the, isn't that a saying? <laughs> oh, okay. Seriously, what did they give him? They gave him... They were like, yeah, that's fine. Just take that whatever. And then he kept going. And it's like, that's the... That was such, like, college adjunct professor, like, cocktail party joke. I don't think it was a joke. I think that's how it was presented to me. If you give give a Hitler a Rhineland... mm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how my high school... uh, Like, my high school teacher proposed that to us and he paused for like laughter on it too right i don't think anyone would have gotten it so it doesn't matter why not you guys didn't read if you give a mass a cookie he'll want a glass of milk oh yeah gosh but the whole thing with this okay is that we we're we're living in such a shitty time for this you know weren't we talking about this the other day is like no maybe we weren't but it's like you have this this like ultimate fucked up world of now we choose sides now all we have to do with politics now is just let's just choose sides and settle right Mm -hmm. this is this is what i believe Okay, I'm with these guys. But, like, there's nothing productive going on if you have two completely different sides that are trying to live, co- coexist. That You're not going to get anything done. And this is what has been happening over the years. And I, I don't, do they even, do they know? Like, do they get that? Do you think they see that? Who? What? Politics in America. Do you think... Or maybe anywhere. Politics anywhere. Do you think that any country existing with two different political systems in place, okay, do you think that they see that they just try to compete internal? It's a a fucking internal war. Well, it's I mean, a it's a war without they're, a war. They're 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 using the political parties and race and class to keep us divided because there's no way for them to actually rule us with the amount of numbers that we actually have here. So if you know the white racists who are poor coal miners or like poor white trash and everything and are hating on all of the the brown and, and black and Hispanic and immigrant people who are also at the poverty line and like we're, we're like trying to survive against the government that's trying to consume them. 
like then they are focusing on each other's as adversaries so they aren't talking together and realizing that they have the numbers to to actually topple the scale in 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 a governmental setting be it votes or 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 you know revolution or whatever so they're absolutely like politics absolutely is a club of 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 distraction it's 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 football you know it's 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 uh it's wwf or something like that like we're just sitting glued to our tvs watching these this these absurd clashes of people who while there might be some like valid people who are like actually in politics to to stand for something i think the vast majority of them are probably so isolated or jaded from the system and from the constituencies that they're supposed to represent that they're in their own echo chamber and kind of kowtowing to their own uh you know the lobbyists and 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 the party agendas Hmm. so it's not necessarily it's certainly not a representative government the way it's set up now and i think it's very easily corruptible the way that it is set up and that's part of it is like back to like at what point did we start viewing murder and 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 rape as as like these violent atrocities rather than a method to ensuring your bloodline continues because it's instinct and instinct in animals is to sustain and procreate so at what point do politicians go from hey maybe i'll run for an alderman or something like that because i feel like i can make a change and get a pothole fixed to i'm gonna get more and more power so these people can get rich and maybe i can get a bigger slice of the pie and they completely lose sight of the idea of ruling for people i think there are a couple things to touch on there so just with that alone i think that again i think that sometimes sometimes it's just born within you sometimes you're a politician from birth okay sometimes the way your personality is and I'm not saying I'm like this. I, I don't think I am. Well, I, think, but... I, think, I think a lot of the modern politicians, it's not necessarily from birth, but it's definitely groomed. Like people, Sure. Like, they're, they're brought up in that capacity. Sure, but you've, you, you've met someone who is young and you looked at them and thought, and, and maybe this hasn't happened to you, but th- this has happened to me plenty of times, and I've thought, I know exactly what you're going to do when you grow up because I see it now. Like, I see a quality in you as a child, right, that may not necessarily be groomed, that is just a natural piece that you have that will allow you to excel in this one area, and you will probably know it. You will probably figure it out. So there there are things like that. There are people who... Like I said, you you gain more and you gain more power and you want more power and then you you get away with it. And I think maybe that's the common thread here that is hard to remember. If you get away with something, okay, and you feel like you're getting away with something you're not supposed to be able to get away with, it will continue. 
Until if, someone stops it, yeah. Right. If there's something that governs you to stop it, and well, let's that... let's get back to let me just touch on the the whole when did murder, when did rape become not okay? I hate to bring up Shakespeare, but if you think of you know like, my feelings on that. <laughs> if you think about how certain Shakespearean um, plays are designed really for entertainment actually i guess they all are right to some extent when the when when the entertainment has a lot of violence and blood and gore in it that's an interesting that's an interesting world right like it's it's crime drama today i guess is the is the the allegory there or the the um the similar modern version whatever but if you think about, okay, so let's say in the 1500s, you weren't allowed to get away with murder really so much anymore, let's say. Or it was the beginning of maybe you would be prosecuted for murder. That has evolved in such a crazy way that in modern day we have forensics. And because we have forensics now you no longer really can get away with murder. And because now you can't get away with murder, it's probably a lot less common than it once was. And I'm saying even 100 years ago, I'm saying even 100 years ago, people, you could have a thought and say, I'm going to murder that fucking guy and I'm going to get away with it. Even 30 years ago, man. I mean, it was like DNA wasn't really a thing that anyone worried about until like 88. Right. And then, and then OJ made it a thing that everyone was aware of. Right. But the thing is like with all of that, if you get to a point where you are now being called out for something, let's call it murder. Let's call it rape. Let's call it all of those things. Right. Then the chances of you doing those things, whatever, that's going to decrease in theory, you know, but you're always going to have one-offs and you're going to have, you know, weird examples. But that's the other thing is that the news will always focus on such negativity because people are interested in seeing the things that happen and, and there's people who are scared are better consumers right and there are two things happening here you have simultaneously news stations kind of giving you all of this negativity so that it becomes commonplace so that it becomes normal right. so that so that you get kind of desensitized to death you think, oh, that's sad, but but you're still desensitized to it to some extent. And then in the same sense, you're thinking about how, oh my God, all this, this murder and death is so common in, in, in the world. There's no such thing as a news station that just tells you like the great things that happen every day. Like right. there's there's no new because that would awesome be awesome. Would that be though if there was just like the 
accomplishments of the day channel or something like that. How cool would that be? Just because like and up- uplifting. But then like that's the thing is like that's the I'm surprised that doesn't exist for all of the negativity that we have because how cool would it be if you just had like a this is what this is what farmer Bob did today. He took in 3 bushels of whatever and this is him and his you know daughter's class Sammy and all the kids from Mrs. Hayworth's fourth grade class helping him work on the farm. Everyone would be like, that's amazing. That's heartwarming and adorable. If they could just elaborate on like their little fluff pieces and actually do like, yeah, I mean, I don't, it sounds so saccharine, but I, I think that would, that would be refreshing. Right. Um, because like, we don't, we don't think about any of the good things that happen every day. Because we want to focus on all the bad. Because we want to fix the bad. We want to we want to focus on the bad things because we don't want the bad things to happen. But we get pulled down into this spiral, this tunnel of 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 sadness, of uh, of atrocities that allow us to think that well, this is just normal society. Normal society is a place where a man rips another man's face off on drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 a normal world where someone stops at someone's house because they have a flat tire on the bicycle and they get shot. You know, it's like well, yeah, I mean it's it's like what happened with us since Columbine and school shootings became like weekly mass shootings. Right. And now, you know, with the resurgence of social media and and cell phones and everything, it's like the acceleration with which shooting of of unarmed black men is just daily not only daily but here's the other thing how often do you think it was covered back you know like like i want someone to do oh there's no records of it the the police don't keep records on police shootings right so like there are some independent studies that have started but they only started like 20 years ago or something right that's the thing is like how much have we been doing this how how long has this been going on you know and the answer is it's been going on continuously Mm -hmm. you know it's just stuff that that we are you know you you you, for the first time because people have cell phones now right you write that off because you think oh someone someone was shot well what happened oh it was a domestic oh okay well you you just trust the police. You trust that their judgment is is sound, right? Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is if you've ever been pulled over by a police officer anywhere, you'll realize that it's sad to say this, but quite often their logic is not sound. Because they're looking How so? There, because a lot of times I've been pulled over many times and they're looking for things to get you on right. and they're asking leading questions, right? They're doing all of these things that get you to, to a point where you're frustrated and I've started flipping the tables and just at this point, my, my number one rule with a police officer is I stun them with honesty because that's the one thing that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't tell them anything because the law says that you have the right to remain silent no matter what. You know what I mean? That's your right. So it's amazing to have a police officer confront you about something and then you say, well, this is just how it is. 
And when I think a lot of times in my experience, when, you know, and granted, it's half and half. I have a Hispanic name. When they look at me on, uh, then when they look at my ID, it could go either way. Either they think, okay, this is a Puerto Rican. He has to have drugs. Or they think, you know, which is probably racist of me to even consider that's what they're thinking. But it is what they're thinking. I know it is. And then the other side of that is, this is a white guy with a Hispanic name, right? Who's probably not doing anything. It's probably the normal thing that I think is, which is speeding over the limit by eight miles an hour. Also, who the fuck pulls someone over for going eight miles an hour over the limit? I don't know, man. So stupid, dude. Anyway. So, but like, I mean, just back onto the evolution of, I guess, civility, we can call it, and us dictating that these violent things become crimes, too. It's on a more social level, but still, like, disturbing level when you start looking at it. It's like, we live in a time now where it's like, we're actively seeing like the building of civil rights for like gay and transgender groups. Like that's, that's been going on. We've traveled the spectrum on that. And then when you think back to like Jim Crow to the civil rights movement and everything, like these are changes that we're physically we're, we're, we're seeing happen real time. Right. That are basically those the uh analogs an- analogous to the the uh the the bigger leaps of of you know murder becomes murder because uh, you remember like in junior high and like high school and stuff like the things that were commonplace for teenage kids to call each other and say and everything and now we're seeing like back like we've seen backlash on that for the past 15 years and they've actually seen a, that become a social change yeah, you're not allowed to say any of that shit we always said. Right, and like when you think, like, if you go back now and you watch a movie from like 15 years ago or listen to, to music from, you know, 20 years ago, it's like, it's it seems like a completely different world. Right. You see it happening, you're like, holy shit. Like, I mean, if, 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 if you're aware, like, enough of that, I mean, if you're not turning a blind eye to it, then you're like, it's it's crazy to think that oh yeah i understand like i didn't have a problem with it because it wasn't affecting me whatsoever but when you look at the third of the population or whatever that it was affecting yeah i could see why that would be uh would be uh offensive i remember to have to have the rest of the country the majority of the population think that it's okay to do shit like that Right, and and I remember, I remember the first time someone corrected me for saying the word gay as something that I didn't like. And the reason why, and it was just something that I was used to saying because that was what we said in high school as a you know, as a word that would be syn- uh, 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 synonymous to, like, the word sucks. Right. And, and like, 
from our standpoint, it's like, oh no, I'm not saying it's he, that's detrimentally bad because they like the same sex. I'm using it to say that he's, you know, less than me because we've made this word be a pejorative, but right. it's a pejorative because from that standpoint, the origin of that word is less than we think. Right. But also the, the, that word particularly being interesting because of how often negatives become positives and positives become negatives and gay originally means happy. Right. So you have like all of these things, you know, within it structurally happening and I remember the first time someone said to me, don't say that to mean that, please. Yeah. And they were just so serious. And I looked at them and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just, that's what I'm used to saying. Mm-hmm. And it was in college and it was like wicked early in college. Yeah, like I went, I went to an all boy Christian military school. And, <laughs> right. Like a, a high school. That was... It was insane, like insane how how accepted all those viewpoints are, and I can only imagine the population of of students who were like weren't able to be themselves because all the dumb jocks and shit were <laughs> making it clear that that's not cool, right? Or accepted. Like, I mean, this is this is all shit that I'm like that everyone's aware of now, or at least the type of people who probably like take the time to listen to this bullshit podcast. And it's like, it's not something that I'm like newly realizing in this day and age. Right. But it's, it's also not something that I've like, I never get a chance to kind of like, uh, just vocalize it. Cause like when you stop and like you take a minute and you do reflect that like, Oh shit, we used to own people and beat them and breed them so that they could pick our crops. So we didn't have to. Right. When you take a second and actually put that into context rather than it just being a historical fact, mm-hmm. it blows my mind. And, like, this is the first, like, actual conversation I've had to sit down to be like, th- like, society society and the changing, it's, it's insane. Right. They took people on fucking huge ships for that purpose. Mm-hmm. They just, there was, there was a, it, there's, it's called the slave trade for a reason. Like <sighs> it was a, it was a, an entire system like the DMV set up just. Well, yeah, because you had the people who owned the ships. You had the people sailing the ships. You had the people selling the people. You had the insurance companies insuring the cargo, the people as if they were property. Not to mention, you know, coming up with, I mean, and this is covered a lot, but like, not to mention, like, you're talking about coming up with the Constitution, writing in all humans are equal, right? And then, but then dictating you get to, what's human. And then, yeah. And then you get to, and that you get to think about, the idea that they thought that black people weren't human. They were property. And that is fucking mind-blowing. I guess it's more just 
reflecting on 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 the reality versus keeping it in a in a research gaze right as far as like the same thing like when you start questioning like existence or like you know why are we here type shit like like when you actually start thinking about it it becomes like just i don't know just giving it any type of ample time these all this shit just becomes i don't know it, it goes from becoming fascinating to becoming intimidating to becoming exhausting you know right it's it's i don't know it's uh like i don't want to like cover too many too many too many topics on it but like it's all like it's not even it's just that point of reflection is is insane yeah 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 i mean and it's nice to it's nice to think about it's nice to vocalize because it makes you feel like there are so many things i mean and maybe that's the entire point of this um oh we gotta clap again because i started a new recording like 20 minutes ago oh no (laughs) yeah um we can clap at the end and i can sink backwards Ooh, i like that um okay the it's okay you were talking the entire time that it happened anyway Uh, i mean i I don't i don't know why why did this start i don't know but well you talked about a lot of stuff we 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 are totally missing but like i i do want to say it's good to air your issues or grievances i guess that you have with society today society historically and maybe that's the entire point of podcasts really you get to have a voice you get to say the things that are on your mind you get to talk about the shit that no one talks about unless you're in closed quarters you know and effectively that's what this is our conversation between you and i is a conversation that we would have in closed quarters that effectively is just shared with the world so It's kind of a brilliant thing. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about things, you know, and I'm not saying I'm the most educated on a lot of these subjects, but, you know. But we're also not afraid of coming off as dumb or 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 uninformed. I think that's the hard part of it, too, is like we we talk about things and then slowly begin to realize the questions we're asking. Right. Which is kind of the point, I guess. But your original idea, you know, about, you know, evolution and structure and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I do think to some extent, I can't say this clearly. This is bothering me. There's a type of person I think that exists who seeks structure struggle seeks war seeks that sort of thing whether it's a a seeking adventure i don't know what it is right Mm -hmm. and then there are other people who are not like that and the brilliance of the modern day is to like you said you have everyone has a camera everyone has a phone everyone can record every interaction to the point where the unjust things that are still happening 
hopefully the, the the hope right is that they will cease to happen the the hope that everyone has i think deep down is that you'll you'll start to it, they'll start to stop now can you explain to me the uh the the blue lives matter flag i haven't seen it i don't know what it looks like but it's horrible <laughs> i bet a... um so maybe if we if we turn it on its ear and rather than trying to figure out where we stopped being animals and started being human at what point what would we have to lose in society and daily life how far would we have to go before you start seeing people on a whole going back to more animalistic like i mean we've had the internet for 20 like i mean effectively 30 years but like like on whole was like accessibility everyone's got got it in their pocket and they're so dependent on it and we were using it as as an accountability machine for those things like uh shootings and 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 everything else that's happening we what if we lose the internet how far back would that set us as a society what if we lose you know electricity or like I mean like at what point do you start seeing us giving up the progress we've made and going back to a brutal lifestyle? I think and, we And is it, it and at what generation would they forget what it was like to be civilized? It would happen within one generation. You think that first generation of of of, of new kids would just be living in that world and we wouldn't people wouldn't tell them how it was it doesn't matter how something was because if something changes that drastically if you have a major um hiccup in the structure of society so that something that is normal one day is not normal anymore such as the loss of all the world's electricity or you know something something as maybe not catastrophic but something as as major as that we we don't need electricity right. to survive not right, in the we, least but we've become dependent on it absolutely so so for that generation it would be huge because you everyone would be like oh i can't watch netflix you know if we lost electricity we'd lose so many things it's so funny right. you don't you don't think about the fact that you'd lose the entire movie industry you'd lose all of you'd lose you'd lose all of your communication uh that is you, everyone go back to, to landlines you don't need electricity for landlines but it is an interesting i mean that's an interesting question i guess i think within a generation it would happen that you would just have the new generation would live as this is the new normal right you you uh, Humans are incredible with being able to adapt to a lifestyle. And I think that that reflects upon everything we're talking about, right? That is a good explanation for – explanation for is the wrong way to say this. But that that gives you an idea as to how it was possible 
that people could own slaves. You accept it as the norm. Think about how old you would have to be before you reflected on something and you thought, you know, oh shit, my parents owned people and they raised me. Right. You would have to be old, basically, to then reflect on that and say, wow, I can't believe I wasn't more conflicted on that idea you know and you'd have to be as conscious and maybe as caring as you and i are individually think of the number of people you've met in your life who just don't give a fuck about anything on this level you know they don't care about things you know societally politically how they're perceived by other people how they feel um in daily life what makes them happy what makes them depressed you know this is not something that a lot of people care about people a lot of times just live their lives and don't reflect on those things so there's a lot that you know is kind of intermingled here but i think on a whole it's very easy it's very easy for us to structurally just change what we have and assimilate assimilation is is like a basic human tenant it is the reason why adaptation is the reason why we are still here well you know? I, I think assimilating and, and adapting are 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 divergent they are they are but i i that like so like i feel like yes on a whole there would be a lot of a large group of people who would accept the new norm and then kind of exploit it on that level but for that first generation i feel like there would be enough people talking about all the great things that they are without and the wonders and the like the that that would i would hope would inspire that next generation to try to find a path of creation back to that so i I think inherently because we do adapt and obviously with like like the 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 cotton gin and 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 all like the internet and all these modern marvels that were made to completely revolutionize no like ways things that were completely accepted as the way they had to be i think that would be that would still live on the next generation and i think i would hope that i would hope that our generation would be able to inspire our children to kind of try and not just accept their fate you know right i think um don't you think there would be like one guy like a like the Ben Franklin of the modern day to be like, you know, the, the whole encyclopedia of this is what we did. It's like, it would just be spoken word now. It's just like, it's just tome. It's just like someone would be like, Oh, you just reverse engineer everything back to the way we did it. And someone remembers how we used to do it. Right. It's like, fuck, I need to, yeah, I want to make pizza. I miss pizza. Jeff. Jeff, how do I make pizza? How do I? (laughs) 
Well, we need a mill. Somebody get Jeff. <laughs> but imagine, imagine you have someone milling flour and it's just like the beginning of like, you have to cultivate all your natural yeast. Like all of these things to like get you to the point of, okay, I have, I have flour now. I have yeast now I need, or I have, or I have um, water, flour. Now I need yeast. Now once I have all those things, I have to remember how to do this, you know. And yeah, you have you have Jeff, of course, hmm. who remembers everything, and is like the one who explains everything to you. It would be uh, getting back to what you were saying, uh, quite a while ago about um the the whole food thing. That was a very it's a really shitty thing that happened, I think, in this country um, that the gov- I, 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 I mean, I, I want to blame the government, actually, for a lot of it. But, like, FDA um, having, like, the all of the different, you know, structural sort of... Um, it, um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Regulatory? Yeah. But like all of these institutions all of all of a sudden existing and now they have to go in and monitor all of our, you know, all of our foods instead of letting it happen naturally, which is like the free market should dictate who's going to, you know, have right, milk because farmer john has good milk but farmer steve has shitty milk i'm not gonna go to farmer steve i'm gonna go to farmer john it's the same price and he makes the best milk this goes back to uh you being a middleman and and getting the eggs from the egg delivery you know right that we talked about in episode whatever right it's like and it goes back to just being on a smaller scale like we were talking at the beginning of this episode where like we're keeping things small would mean you would need less regulation because there's less that could go wrong. The fact that they ramped up production to allow for, you know, 13,000 stores worldwide and every food conglomerate to be able to get their food the way it looks and tastes that in every state, in every city, Mm -hmm. led people to find out how to get more yield from their, from their, their livestock than is natural. So they right. started beefing them up and juicing them up and uh, and and getting like Franken animals and everything. Right. Led led to finding out how to keep as many animals on site as possible to produce the most amount of profit, regardless of the 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 quality of life that the 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 the, the livestock is is living. Right. So like that tipping point, on a greater scale, I guess is like because we qualify us as having like dominion over animals and shit because of some Christian like bylaw or something like that or unspoken Christian rule. It's like that extends to being able to say that Africans are not human. Right. So then they become animals. So they become the dominion of man. So we can do whatever the fuck we want with them because we're better than. Right. Did did we ever talk about the um I know you're 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 not a fan of lactose but 
Did we ever? Did we ever talk about? I am the... lactose intolerant. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. I know you're intolerant, but uh, just be be slightly Filthy tolerant. Fucking lactose. <laughs> Does it, right. Wait. Do you have problems with cheese ever? Uh, soft cheeses, goat cheeses. Oh, I can that's... eat a hard cheese. I can eat hard ice cream. Oh, you can't eat soft ice cream. I do, but <laughs> it's bad. I should plan out my day around it. <laughs> oh, creamies. <laughs> Don't say that without context. <laughs> All of our non-Vermont listeners are going to be weirded out by that. <laughs> just just Google Vermont creamy and you'll understand. Um <laughs> the 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 food industry bullshit thing is super shitty because Structurally, the way I understand it is, structurally what happened is the government came in to regulate and in a lot of cases you lost, maybe you, yeah, maybe you lost the worst of the creameries, but also you set a norm by combining all of the milk and all of the stuff from all the different creameries around and all the different farms, creating this middle ground so not only did you lose the shitty ones which is the point but you lost all the best ones you've homogenized yes to keep it on the milk milk uh, idea right and you Uh, and you've created a product that is now average right and that that god if that isn't an allegory for fucking the u.s as a whole just plain fucking average you know or at least what it's become do you think al gore ever got his name played on with allegory definitely okay go on oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean but yeah invent- it's it, it's the same thing so like when any coli outbreak does occur at one of these chains or through one of the big you know the big dis- meat distributors and everything right there's no way to tell where that meat originated from because it's all being ground into like like that that one sick cow is being put into 106 different packages. Right. So that's being shipped to four different counties. And it's like there's no way to oversight that with the regulations that were insisted upon. Right. And the other thing there is the idea is that maybe a little bit won't kill you so that maybe a bunch of people will get fucking foods, food poisoning, but you'll never know why. Like I've only gotten food poisoning a couple times in my life and it's horrible every time. Yeah. But like, I always do this such like a, a totally irrational thing and I'll just never go back to that place. Like, that is the most irrational thing, because that can happen anywhere, right? And it's probably not because of some sort of, like, you know, structural thing that that certain restaurant is doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, maybe it is for the bigger places. I'm talking about small private places. But, like, I just feel like starting with the 40s and 50s and starting with that whole let's make everything average thing 
we really fucked up the entire concept of what a free market would end up producing. We really fucked up, like, structurally, the what you were saying a long time ago, a small farming community providing for its small town. You know, like, that is the most logical thing, you know, you could ever possibly think of. Of course we need, like, big cities to have fresh produce and all of that stuff that's that's common of course we need to have that now so yeah maybe all of the smaller farms that are in the surrounding areas can produce 50 percent of their stuff for the big city or something and then have trade that way but like why are we doing this thing where we have a farm next door and yeah, I can go to the farmer and say, all right, Brian, I want a half a cow and I'm going to freeze it and whatever. But for the people who don't know that they can do that or can't do that, why are they then, they have a, let's say they have a, 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 a 50 head cattle farm next to them, beef producing, right? I live in Vermont. I have, that's what I have next to me. Are you saying that that person then doesn't know any better, right? Or, or I'm saying, are you saying to, to, to the United States? I'm saying this to the, to the industries, like to the FDA, to all of the... Are you saying now that that person has to go to the grocery store and get beef that was produced in, like, Texas? Because that's what happens. Well, I mean, that's... Like what sense does that it, make? The same thing. It's it's it goes back to to politics. So these regulations, these the FDA oversight and everything, it's all a gateway for lobbyists to be able to solicit laws and regulations in their favor. Right. So there's the beef lobby, you know. There's there's the uh, pork lobby. It's like that's one of the reasons why horse meat died in the 1950s in the U.S. is because the Texas beef lobby like did a smear campaign on it and turned everyone off to eating horse meat, which Wait, I'm not, people, I'm, people ate horse meat. Yeah. Oh. People, people still eat horse meat in Europe. Really? But like, is it good? I've never had it. Dude. I, I have a hard enough time eating meat now, man. I, I, I have crisis occasionally <laughs> when I'm like thinking of like, especially cows, man. Cows are adorable. Cows are not adorable. Dude, cows are cute, man. <laughs> uh... Oh, man. Can I just change subjects entirely for a second? Yes. I, I, don't, uh... I don't even know what our subject is right now. It's just like downer philosophy class or something. It definitely is. Um. So I'm looking at houses last night, and... One of the houses says R E O occupied. What is that? Real estate owned occupied. Okay. Means that the bank owns the house, but the person who foreclosed on it still living there. Oh, yeah. 
So I like quickly Googled this like particular address last night. And the only like with like a cursory like look, the only public information on this guy, okay, because the house is cheap and it looks really nice. The only like the cursory information that comes up with a quick Google search is member of the Republican Party, proud supporter of the Second Amendment. Oof. <laughs> It's like, but the, but the, the ad just says like, you can bid, there's an auction. You can bid on this house. If you win the bid, you are required to handle everything going forward. So the bank, the bank just hands the deed over to you and is like, oh, the rest is up to you. Imagine kicking someone out of your house who was, it was their house. And their second amendment, right nuts? Yeah, the guy's just got like fucking, in my mind, the guy's like fucking just sitting on the porch with a fucking machine gun. He's got turret guns. Oh man. Smoking a cigarette and being like, come for me. Dude, you could never live there. You would never you would never feel safe living there. Well, how old is he too? Maybe he's on the way out. 55. Ooh. What's his diet like? I don't know. I haven't seen him. You could just send him like high fatty foods every day as gift bags. I think of it as an investment an investment and hope that like uh like uh heart disease or something gets him. Oh my god. Just give him free bacon. Like, just deliver, like, croissant witches to him every morning and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> no, like a carton of cigarettes. You could just wait for him to go make a food run and then change the locks and get, like, big old dogs. He'd have to leave his guns behind. Oh my god. Imagine you just got every gun he owned too. You just sit in a ghillie suit outside. No relation. And when he leaves... <laughs> run inside and it's like capture the flag. And then he comes back and you're in there and you're like, Nope, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and you have all his guns. That'd be sweet. You have all his guns and then you just like, he can't get any of his guns. They're now yours. Exactly. They're in your house. But if he's, if he's, if he's preaching that he's probably got some sort of like a landmine set up or, 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 or kill switch or something for the house. Oof. That's another thing. I'm glad that the second amendment is in the constitution, but only no, sorry. Second amendment is in the bill of rights, right? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. But Which uh, is part of the Constitution kinda. I mean, like, yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's there, if only as a rule to allow us to protect ourselves when we need to from the government. I'm not glad it's there as a way to the way that it's used by like the NRA 
and gun lobbyists and everything. Right. If I could, if I could machine my own gun or like, like buy it, buy a local gun, you know, I'd be much more for that than having to buy a gun from like Smith and Wesson or something. Right. (laughs) Machine my own gun. Like if I had like a small market artisanal gun, gun company. Oh God. Could I sell that on Etsy if it didn't ha- if it was missing like one one key component that you could then sell them separately? No, no. you still have to sell that on Gunbroker. Hmm. I feel like this is an untapped market, especially in this day and age. I bet there's a whole lot of like-minded millennials who would really want to get into guns, but don't want to you know buy the AR-15 because it's the symbol of mass shooters everywhere. Right. So, like, same same idea as as keeping it small and local. It's like keep your keep your clips small. You know, make make sure the the bullets are locally sourced and handcrafted. Oh my god! <laughs> Just gonna go full hipster on this. Just the hipster gun club, man. Oh, that's <laughs> that's it. That's the name of the podcast network. Hipster gun club. Yep. That's an awesome logo. <laughs> how badass is that logo huh <laughs> i mean you draw it up and then we'll see <laughs> i gotta i have a project this week and i'm so happy oh man i'll give you like 10 projects get your ass over here i need i need to do so much shit i mean i, f- I feel like the key is just keep things small man don't overextend don't like this isn't about your projects this is about everything like don't overextend what like don't make a factory farm system so that mcdonald's can can taste the same in iowa as it does in vermont you know Mm. don't don't uh just don't man don't so everything's good in moderation moderation's the key thanks orwell is that what orwell says uh yeah my uncle used to tell me and kyle that when we were drinking <laughs> oh my god hey moderation's the key guys <laughs> moderation's the key he's not wrong not wrong at all. Yeah, no, you need to get your ass out of here so you could you could like fix everything and just. I need you for all the all the things that you've always wanted to do. That's what I need you for. You're gonna be like, oh god, I always wanted to become a woodworker. I need you to do all the woodworking things. You're cu- first of all, you've got to come here. I'm not going to go find you.